Welcome to Bold Girl Biz Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to fearless and brave entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Robbie Walls. So consider yourself one step closer to success. Why? Because you're going to hear lessons learned through failures, setbacks, and sometimes laughable moments in business. And the resilience it takes to get back up, shake it off, and move you from failure to success as a way to grow your business and build income. Let's go. Hey, welcome everyone to Bold Girl Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Walls. I'm super excited about today's guest. She is a resiliency expert, author, and media commentary commentator. I always get that. She has a unique problem-solving framework to show professionals how to create a better relationship with challenge and change. Her new program is out today, and it's called the Ultimate Stress-Free Morning Routine. And she's also going to talk to us about the ice cube that became the snowman. Here to talk, Bold Girl Biz is a bold girl talking biz. Let's welcome Allison Graham to the show. Welcome, Allison. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. And you have the best radio voice. Like, I, <laughs> you've got to be on radio. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank Great you. Thank, Thank you so much. That is so nice of you. Thank you so much. So, Allison, let's jump right in. I am, I'm really super excited about this change and challenge that you have for the world. Let's dive right in. How did you get into this? Well, I went through a decade of hell. So that (laughs) (laughs) iron my stripes. So, and you know, like so many people, we go through really difficult times in our lives. And of course with COVID that's magnified, everybody's going through a similar huge adversity that we're all facing. But even before that, I think it's easy to forget that people were stressed before COVID. People were on the cusp of burnout. People were facing diagnoses that had chronic pain, had problems with their family or injuries. And so I went through a time in my life, I had uh, several surgeries and neuropathic damage in the first one. And then others that tried to correct that. And I had eight injuries, like breaks and no surgeries and and things that happened. It was just random. It was this really tough time. And I felt like the universe was beating myself, beating me up. Mm. And the truth is when I really dove in, I was beating myself up, right? Negative self-talk, being, you know, pessimistic, feeling like, you know, oh, woe is me going into that victim circle. And I wasn't happy. Right. right now, I look like I was on the outside, like so many people who are watching, like, you know, you're keeping up appearances for social media, and <laughs> you know, all of that. But behind the scenes, there's often a very different story. And I really wanted to explore what does it take to align those so mm-hmm. that your public and your behind the scenes is the same, and you're actually feeling joyful and peaceful and confident and just okay with how the world is even when things are going wrong. And that's really about the challenge and change and changing our relationship with challenge and change Uh so that we don't get pulled into the drama of it or uh, get sucked into the, the, the issues that we face. 
Yes. And in these times when um, we've all had to recreate, relaunch, pivot, you know, I've heard all of those words. Um, it really is a challenge for us mentally. Yeah. In your program, kind of walk me through that because I know that we're all going through that. We are. And I, yeah. you know, I think it's really important that people understand that we are grieving the way life used to be. Like we can't mean for it. You know, right. And yeah. we've got to accept that and make room in our day to day to protest that grief. Cause that's a whole new world that we're oh, I all like that. facing. Yeah. Protest that grief. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, and process it, right? Like yeah. really feel it and, and not allow it to take over, but we've got to make space for it. Mm. And so I, I have a problem solving framework. It's three parts. We start with situational awareness, what's really happening. And we can unpack that with the ice cube. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? I love that title. Yes. <laughs> and then we have self-awareness. And the third piece is solution activation. Ah, and so often when people are talking about resilience or problem solving, they always think of solution activation first. This is going wrong. What do I do with it? Mm -hmm. And I believe that if we jump to the end of the formula first, we actually create, we don't, we don't create as good a solution and we'll have a tougher time making something stick. Mm. And the other piece that makes this framework different is the situational awareness and self-awareness often get married together. Right. And yes. I really think they need to come apart so that we're looking at what's really happening, the real issue, and how I have a cool way of looking at that. And then the self-awareness, how am I responding to what's happening? And potentially, how am I making it worse? Because mm. we can, and we do now make it worse with, with worry, which causes the stress. Yes. Am I correct with that? Because I, I the stress is so huge now because everyone is worried. Yes. And we, so worrying, complaining, not setting yes. boundaries, I, the list is long. So this feeds into the ice cube that became the snow bee. Oh man, I love that title. <laughs> All right. So what happens, imagine you have ice cubes. Yes. Okay. And your job in your business, in your life, in your work is basically, you've got a whole bunch of ice cubes you need to melt. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. We just got to melt those ice cubes. Yep. And beside us, we have this huge pile of snow and the snow represents the human experience, the different pieces of the puzzle. I call them barriers to performance, mm. worry, judgment of self or others, procrastination, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> complaining, <laughs> uh, being a victim, worry, you know, all oh, of it. Like you just pick up that list, right? I've right. got 35 that I start with that it could be represented by the snow. So all we have to do is melt ice cubes, but we don't do that. As part of the human experience, we take those ice cubes and we pack them in the snow beside us. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, we take the, the issue, the real thing we had to deal with, which is maybe, you know, I've got to do my business taxes. Okay, let's take yes. that one because everybody loves to, uh, not everybody, but many people like to procrastinate on that. Oh, yes, yes. And then they worry about that, right? Yes. And so doing it is a lot easier if we just melted it. 
but because we add some snow on and we've got some worry and then we've got some judgment. Oh, I should have, I should have kept records all year long. And then I've got, you know, the worrying about it. Oh my gosh, what if the IRS or, you know, oh. Canada revenue agency is going to call me and I'm not going to do it right. And then I got to pay the, like, and it, we've got this huge snow boulder. <laughs> and now <laughs> rolling, rolling. Yeah. The only thing we have to do is do the taxes. But we've made uh, it so hard in our lives because we've now turned it into a snowman. Oh, oh, oh I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I can see it, right? Really? Yes. It, you can see it. And I'll have, like, I've worked with uh, teams on this whole framework over the course of six weeks. Mm-hmm. I have a program that I teach, and, you know, I'll get pictures from the boardroom where people are like, we drew a snowman on the boardroom, like, you know, on the, <laughs> the big whiteboard, they'll send me a picture of their uh, snowman because they're like, ah, oh, you know what? Our personalities are getting in the way. Uh-huh. We're adding snow and all we have to do is figure out how do we solve this problem? How do we get the report done? How do we get the taxes done? Whatever, whatever it is. is. So cool. Yeah. And so your program helps people to overcome that stress and to really lay out the framework. Yeah. So I teach people how to blast through the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yes. And that, what it does is it frees up your capacity to deal with the things that matter the most. Mm. It allows you to be more productive. You know, when we worry about something, and by the way, I come from a very long line of worriers. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, my family history is full of worry. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> yes. So I, I come by it honestly. And so it was one of the, like, I only teach, you know, from a place of experience. Okay, right. So, so let's go there. Um, so talk about what has been your biggest challenge, hmm. because that is where I can dig deep and you can let us know where, where your heart is and how, how this whole unique stress-free morning routine and the whole snowball effect. How did this all really deeply come, come about? If, if you don't mind sharing. Oh my gosh, I'd love to. <laughs> and you know, it, cause you get so into teaching mode. You, so it's yes. easy for me to forget uh, the story of where things, you know, came from. Right. 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 But I, um, five surgeries in, I was sitting in the hospital uh, with my neurologist mm. and I remember like, you know what an ugly cry looks like, right? An ugly cry. Like you're just oh, like, so crying. And then you add on a high pitch squeal, like scream, oh. <laughs> like an yes. hour it was not good. And he's like, Allison, he's like, look, your pain is never going away. You will never work full time again. And you need to reevaluate your expectations for your life. Wow. And he said, and at the time I had a training business. I had started to have some success. I was in the media. Like I was rocking it. Yes. And I was like the year before my first surgery, I went to 241 events. Oh, wow. Networking. I had a little post-it note that said, deserve to hit the pillow. <laughs> like I was <laughs> committed to, you know, being a do-gooder and, and making right. things happen. And now here I am a couple of years later, sitting with a doctor who's told me to go on disability. No. And oh. yeah, exactly. No. And no. he said to me, 
he's like, well, I, I said, that's not going to work. Right. And right. I, he said, he said, well, then you're going to need to figure out how to be resilient. Mm. And I didn't actually know what that means at the time. I just thought, you know, you know what I thought of, I thought of Olympic athletes. Yeah. I thought, you know, Oh, a resilient story is you climb the mountain, you, you know, go for the goal. That's what I thought of. And here I was, I was like, I just want to work and get out of bed every morning. And it'd be extra great if I had a shower and, you know, contributed something to my life. Like that's where I was at. Right. 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 And so, but it was enough. Like it sparked something in me that said, there's hope. There is hope. If I can figure out how to be resilient, then maybe I can deal with this pain and I can continue to strive for my dreams of being a speaker and, you know, sharing at that point in my career, I taught networking. So it was very different. It was about business development, Mm -hmm. all of the events. And I set out. And I got so frustrated because as I started to look for information, and this was 2007, or this would have been 2009. So it wasn't like you sat on Google, right? right and got right. like a wealth of information like you can now. But even so, I don't think it would matter because it was all of the, the typical advice, right? Don't worry, you'll bounce back. Right. I've heard that several times. Yes. Right. And the very notion of change is that you actually can't bounce back because what was no longer exists. That's right. I love that. What yeah. no longer exists. And here I was screaming at my neurologist saying, no, 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 you have to take me back before the surgery. You have to fix me. You need to go. I need to be pain-free again. I can't handle this one more minute. Right, right. All that time I spent looking back was time wasted in figuring out how I could effectively move forward. Ah, Okay. Okay. So bounce back this one. Just let it go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yay. All right. Yeah. Let me let it go. Thank you very much. Or uh, what what are some of the other ones? You know, like uh, when it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. You're like, right. Even there's a song about that. Right. 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 And so what I really set out to do was figure out what is the framework? What is the thinking? What is like, I really did a lot of uh, studying and research and books. Like I used to go to our, uh, you're in the States. I know you'd call it Barnes and Nobles. We call it chapters in Canada. And I would go read, like, like grab every self-help book off the the shelf. And like, I used to think these cashiers must think Allison's got some serious issues. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am a problem solver. (laughs) (laughs) but I just soaked it all in and then thought, okay, what does this look like? How do we actually, how how do we, not just me, like it was a first for me, right. To figure it out. But then how do I help other people see beyond the challenge? Right. And to pull themselves out and not to stay there because if you stay there, then all other ailments come on your body because it has to attach itself somewhere. Right. Yes. Depression, exactly. more medicine. Uh, yeah. It's just a roller coaster ride. Yes. Just doesn't end. Yeah. And yeah. You're just because something goes wrong. doesn't mean we need to emotionally react to it. Mm, that's, that is key. That right there is key. That's a thought model process. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really diving into in this training and my keynotes and presentations, which of course now are all virtual 
but it's very much how do you how do you build that skill hmm. and you know one of my my four principles of solution activation is that the priority is not the first reaction it's the second see because it, okay so let yes. me walk you through yes. this say a little bit more about that so let's say for the last 30 years of your life you have been worrying you have spent decades mm. perfecting the habit of worry yeah Yes, and now all of a sudden you hear that. Allison and me speak, right? And you go, oh, Allison says I shouldn't worry anymore, <laughs> right? And you go, I'm never going to worry again. And I'm going to call BS on that because you will. Right, you have to, because those are the thoughts that come all day long. Right. So my goal is not to get you to never worry again. Mm. My goal is to say, okay, you spend three days before that big meeting worrying about it. What if we can get that down to 10 minutes? What if we can get that down to an hour or even oh, just yes. one day before you catch yourself and you go, oh, wait a second, I'm going to shift this. Ah, and see, good. so that allows people to come from a playful place of curiosity with their habits and their barriers to performance instead of coming from a place of judgment. judgment. And, oh, I failed because if I failed, Right. And, you know, another one is a slip does not mean you stop. Oh, I like so, that. <laughs> not fun, right? Yeah, I, I haven't, I have actually, I haven't heard that one. I, I like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because, and especially like, you know, I've had years of trying to do this and there are times when I'm not feeling well and right, you know, physically course. will influence our, our mental game. And then that'll influence our, you know, our emotional state. And it's like, I know I'm not going to, like I spent years worrying or judging myself or the harsh judgment or with the paint, like all of that. And so when I slip, which is the human experience and that's okay, right. then I know, wait a second, how can I catch this faster and flip it to show up the way I want to show? That's fabulous. I love that. Yeah. And everyone can use that. And yeah. we, we all need that person to be right there by our side to let us know, Hey, yes, you're going to worry. Right. But yeah. at the same time, we're going to start dummying down that and start saying, Hey, there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You come out of it faster and you come out of it completely faster. And then they'll probably be like, Oh, I don't even know why I was worrying so much. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and the thing is, is I, I remember I heard once uh, that worry is a down payment on a problem you will never have. Oh, say that one more time. That's good. Yes, <laughs> that and I don't even know who said it, but I don't think it was my masterful brain who came up with that one, right? I was. But that is so good. Like, that is yes. really good. A down payment. Finish my sentence. Finish the sentence. Problem you will never have. Oh my goodness. A down payment for a problem that you will never have. Wow. Yeah. You, you think about that. It's like an oxymoron. Really? Oh, it really okay. is. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Like why, now it doesn't mean that it's not an, because there, there's a reason to worry too, right? Like, I mean, if sure, you think about our, sure. our, you know, uh, instincts as humans, it'd be good to worry if there's the tiger around the corner as you're walking through the woods, right? Like, you know, you go back to when we were, um, you know, before there weren't tigers in the city, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> bad, bad example. So I think that, that piece, another thing I talk about a lot is the difference between tasks, 
obstacles and adversity. Oh, that's good. See, Task. we bucket everything as stress. Mm-hmm. But if we look at it as tasks, obstacles, and adversity, then we can we can shift how we proceed in the presence of a challenge or change. Oh, that's really powerful. That's mm-hmm. powerful, Allison. Thanks. Yeah, this is one of my key sources. And actually, how I, I realized this was well, we maybe don't have full time. How are we doing for time? Are we okay? <laughs> yes, oh, we yes, got the wrap uh-huh. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we're okay. So when I had the surgery, or when, okay, so remember the conversation with the doctor, and he's like, you need to figure out how to be resilient. Right. Like he I left the hospital. I pulled myself together and I was on my way home and I said, okay, you know what, this whole resilience thing, I'm going to figure it out. And I put on my, my business consultant hat, right? Like I was a coach. I was a trainer. I was like, I I'm like, you got to look at your problem from an objective perspective. And so what I realized was the pain, the surgery was an adversity that was completely out of my control. Now I have actually come to realize that I can control my pain, but that's another conversation. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So adversity is a catastrophic external force that will forever change the way you know your life to be. Okay. That's, I can see that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So COVID, we won't ever go back to the way it was. Correct. Now you have very little control when it comes to adversity. Correct. Obstacles are things that happen. They go wrong. We just have to figure out, like if it were a log on a path, we just have to go, am I going to go over it, under it, around it, blow it up, move it out of the way? What am I going to do with the log? The path we were on still exists. Okay. So yes, right. A task is we just got to walk on the path. Right. Now, a lot of people are, instead of just walking the path, are grabbing pebbles and putting them in your shoes and little, you know, stones and putting them in their backpack. Uh Then they're getting to the end of the path and going, oh my God, that was so hard. Well, you (laughs) made it hard. Right. Because sometimes we overthink things. Yes. And sometimes we don't need to think, right? Right. We just need to walk it out. Yeah. Like just do it. So I'll just do it. Yeah. Right. Like, so I'll use three examples. So when we use tasks, let's say you've got to do the dishes. Yep. You know, when COVID happened, the big joke was the dishes don't stop. (laughs) And they still don't stop. (laughs) Okay. So you can go do the dishes, you know, do whatever you have to do and, you know, walk out without any emotional attachment without, you just got to melt the ice. Okay. Yeah. Or you can complain and say, Hey, why didn't you load the dishwasher? Or why didn't you wash the pan when it was still hot? And you can get into a fight about the dishes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So task that's putting pebbles in your shoes. Just get the dishes done. Okay. <laughs> that might be a store part for some people in there. I've got some friends who have husbands who like, you do the dishes. I do. Anyway, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worth that. <laughs> deep. Okay. And then an obstacle, let's use a different example. Let's imagine uh, back to the days when we were freely available to go on an airline right? And we could fly places. Right. Now I used to love watching what would happen in the airport because since the dawn of air travel, has there been lost luggage, 
has there been mechanical? I thought about plays? that. No, there hasn't been. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, there have been. Like, like oh, there has been mechanical delays. Like since, like that's just air travel. Okay. Right. Like yeah. every time. So those are things you can expect. They're obstacles. They've there's a mechanical problem, so they don't go off on time. There's a late right. delay. Right. Somebody's running, and they, you know, they're got an extension, so we're waiting ten minutes for that other person to come, or. It's just how air travel happens. It doesn't always happen smoothly. Correct. Except when we sit in the airport and I'd watch people and the plane would get delayed, I'd be like, oh, you think this is the first time, I understand. You think this is the first time a plane has ever been delayed and they're actually doing it to you because they want you to be late. You right. know what I mean? It's the drama right. around. Right, the drama around it and the thought process around that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So here's how this flows together. Doing our task, we have a high level of control. Obstacles, we have a medium level of control, but more control than we do with adversity. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, but out of every adversity comes new obstacles. Hmm. And when we figure out how to solve an obstacle comes new tasks. Yep. So that's how we can find control in a state of uncontrol. That's, I love that. Yes. Yes. So when my surgery, the pain I couldn't control, mm -hmm. but I looked at it and I said, what are the byproducts of this adversity that I'm facing? Oh, I like that. Oh. What are the byproducts? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can't, I'm having trouble driving myself to the city. Right. I am, you know, if I'm speaking for uh, an audience, I'm taking five days to recover. Oh, those yeah. are the obstacles. Right. Right. So then I did what any grown, independent, uh, successful at the time uh, woman might do. I called my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's said, okay to do. <laughs> that absolutely is. Yeah. And my dad had died several years before. And I said, you know, mom, wouldn't it be fun? Uh, I'm really strategizing here. And I think it would be great if you were to like give up your life there and come live with me. And then you and I, we'd have so much fun. You could drive me to Toronto. What did she for all say? Of my oh my goodness. She said, yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And she did. And she came and she became like um, that person who took the pressure off of me so I could keep my business alive mm -hmm. when I was struggling with the pain in the worst tears. Fascinating. That, amazing? that that's, that is amazing. Thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. She's incredible. Well, and you know, the joke is I, I wrote this book, whereas I've got one. Oh yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. So let's talk about your, let's uh, talk about yeah. the book and then we'll talk about how everyone can get in touch with you. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was married my mom, birthed the dog how to be resilient when life sucks. So some people don't understand the title, but you will say the Say the title again. Okay. Married my mom, married my mom, <laughs> birth, a dog, birth, a dog, how to be resilient when life sucks. Oh my goodness. I'm already attracted to the title. I yeah, absolutely right. love that. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, what? obviously I didn't literally marry my mother and I did not give birth to a dog. I mean, right. obviously, right. But, but it, it became a bit of a joke because she did for a period of time, long sure. of time, like a marriage and was that extra support I needed oh. to be able to function. It was so, so incredible that she would do that as a mom. So that was Love the book. That. Yeah. But now 
you know what, I've got this problem solving framework, I apply it to any different situation. So the latest program is your morning routine. Because if you leave the house stressed, mm-hmm. and everybody is, you know, fighting and late and rushing, there is no way you're going to be at your best throughout the day. That's right. That's right. So I took the problem solving framework, I put it on your morning routine, and that is the new program. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe I can uh, tell uh, Alexa, give me my morning routine. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a lot more complex than that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This, this has been fabulous. Thank you so, so very much for enlightening us and just laughing through this. And just to know that all of this stress, even though we all go through it. We all handle it differently. There are people out there that can literally help you. And Allison has a program. Allison, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, my website is alisongraham.co, which is .co and, uh, Allison Graham, two L's and come see me on LinkedIn too. I spend a lot of time over there. I love being on LinkedIn. If your uh, listeners like come connect with me and let me know that, you know, Robbie introduced us, right. Yes, that's uh, awesome. That would be great. So we know how we're connected and, uh, so, or either LinkedIn or my website would love to connect with, uh, everyone and, and hear your experiences. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allison. And audience, please, please reach out to her. She's just a wealth of information. And I I know she has been through the struggle and she can actually help you to get through it as well. We don't have to stay stuck in it. We have to go through it. And out of that, out of all of that toughness and what we're going through, you will shine brilliantly. Thank you so much again, Allison. So ladies, let's hustle up in business and be your bold self. I love you for listening. And while you're listening and you are doing all of your work that you need to do inside, head on over to boldgirlbiz.com and get your free guide to resilience and schedule 30 minutes to work with me personally. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Bold Girl Biz. If you've enjoyed today's lessons learned, leave us a comment or review. And for today's show notes, head over to boldgirlbiz.com and click podcast. While you're there, you'll find tools to help you power through your journey to success to achieve your goals. Always remember, I believe in you. You are powerful and you are bold. See you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.